In this episode, I'll be sitting down to talk about the world of cannabis event management and creativity with two business partners, Phil and Mindy. You might recognize Phil and Mindy as the faces behind an innovative Chicago-based company known as High-Minded Events. High-Minded Events has not only redefined the art of crafting unforgettable experiences, it has also left an everlasting impression on countless clients and attendees. So, whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, seeking valuable lessons, or if you're simply intrigued by the world of cannabis event management, then this episode is for you. This episode released first on Patreon. This means that if you're not listening to this episode on Patreon, you're listening to this episode later than our patrons. For just $3 a month, you can get exclusive access to new episodes of our podcast as they release. Sign up at chillinois.net slash Patreon. Once again, that's C-H-I-L-L-I-N-O-I-S dot net slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Enjoy the episode. Well, cool. Well, we've got our weed. We've got our water. Everything we need. Justine, are you sure you don't want to pop pop next to us? Or? I'm good. I'm okay. so close to finishing my book. Okay. What are you reading? I was about to say, what isn't she reading? <laughs> That's the better question. She's always like, how many have you gotten through? So now I'm trying to just read them as fast as I can. Yeah. yeah. My two books are there at the end. Art of the Pimp and Brothel Wars. Nye my County. faves. Yeah. I almost opened up a brothel. I used to share with one of my friends. He's a movie star, but he passed away. And we wanted to open up a brothel in Manchester, England. <laughs> wow. He had it all the way down to daycare. Wow. <laughs> got arrested. Got had to. Uh, in Chicago? No. Yeah, like. Oh, that's terrible. Thanks. Yeah, Peace we've. Uh, I've actually been interviewing people. The reason I have those books and uh, stuff is because I've been interviewing people from the legal sex industry in Nevada. It's Illegal or legal sex? Legal. 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 Uh-huh. So they're actually licensed by the government. It's insane. They show me a card that says "licensed prostitute" on it. Wow, <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, and they're interesting people that I don't feel enough people are talking to or talking about, and so... I agree. You can stream our series on legal sex in America now at chillinoynet slash sex. Why are we talking about legal sex in America? That's because there are several similarities between the legal systems that were created to regulate both cannabis and sex. I know, that sounds crazy, right? I'm going to play a clip to illustrate the similarity. And it's that context is important because it sets the stage for the way that these laws favored not workers, right? Not patrons, not even the communities that they operated in, but specifically. I'm going to complete her sentence, but specifically license holders. Without context, everything that she said could be said about both the legal cannabis industry and the legal sex industry as it stands now in Nevada, that is. That clip, by the way, is an excerpt from the Oldest Professions podcast. The host, Caitlin Bailey, recently sat down with me to discuss these ideas and more. In short, folks, I want to be clear that I will not be speaking to these workers about the sex that they have. Instead, 
I have been speaking to them about the working conditions. What's it like to work in a brothel in the 21st century? How are you treated? What is the lifestyle like? So if this intrigues you, you can stream my conversations with sex workers currently employed and formerly employed. I also spoke to some of the managers and more so I could present a holistic view of what could be the world's oldest profession. Tune in at chillinoy.net slash sex for this fascinating series. Yeah. But anyways, that's not why we're here today. Um, it's so cool to meet you both in person for the first time. Uh, I've read about you for all these years and I've seen the events that you've done, but this is the first time we're meeting in person. So <laughs> nice to meet you both. Nice to meet you. And thank you so much for having us. Yeah. yeah uh, go ahead and introduce yourself for our audience uh, in case they don't know you. Okay. Um, my name is Phil Cooper and I'm the founder and owner of High Minded Events. And... Um, <laughs> This is my business partner. I'm Mindy Moore. <laughs> I'm the partner of business development of High Minded Events, and we will have our anniversary September 3rd, 2020. Are we in 24? 23. Oh, good. Three-year anniversary, <laughs> yeah. September 3rd, 2020. So we did our first event. Um, so we did our first event because of Mindy. Mm -hmm. You know, Mindy gave me that opportunity. And... Um, um, basically, you know, I, I came up with high minded, you know, even like before the pandemic truly hit and then the pandemic hit and all of my real business for professional event design went away. Oh, hold on just a second. Your, uh, mic there. Um, it just like, uh, I'm glad I'm wearing my headphones. It kind of cut out there. Okay. So, um, but, uh. My, my my other business went away, mm -hmm. so I was able to focus on High Minded, and Mindy has this beautiful backyard in Highland Park. Yeah. And so she was having a bunch of event industry professionals over to her house, because it was the middle of the pandemic. It was a mm -hmm. beautiful summer day. We were all unemployed. Yeah. And you know, so she invited us up. I was telling everybody about my business and, and what I'm trying to do. And Wait, first he says, do you mind if I bring some cannabis? And I said, oh, okay, that'd be great. And he walks in with three cases of devices and things that I had never seen in hot pink <laughs> shorts. And he went up to the deck area and he set this whole amazing setup that I'd never seen. It was, a, it was pretty cool. And I'm like, I'm in. Whatever you're doing right now, I'm in. And um, I just remember, I just realized what the feedback I'm getting is. Your phone is next to these wires. Oh. You mind setting it next to you? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Thank you. Sorry about that. There was just, you Got know it. how it is. It's like that little tick, tick. Yeah, sound. So, um, so, but so we, we, you know, I was telling them I, I need to be able to like show people this, you know, cause, cause that was like my research, you know, you're looking for photos of like a vape bar, a smoke bar, a cannabis yeah. bar, and you can't find them. And if you do, they look, sorry, but gross. Yeah. You know, I mean, just not sanitary, not like something that I would want to attend and certainly not something that I would sell to my clients, mm -hmm. my wedding clients who I used to work with at my, my former job. And, sure. um, and so, um, they're like, well, let's just do a party here. Yeah. And so we, uh, I just, I bought rest of everything else. I built my bar. We invited some party planners, 
um, that we know from the industry and invited them to Mindy's backyard and did a little infused kind of like past, you know. Uh, it was uh, crazy. We served every type of cannabis option that I didn't even, at that time, didn't even had, know from. We had a whole <laughs> beverage station, so people would come and have their beverage. And it was all microdose because a lot of these planners that we had invited were kind of kind of curious. They didn't really know what was going on, and so we didn't want to scare them. Right. I was hoping someone would go in the pool. No one went in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> that crowd was not going to the pool. <laughs> no. And then we had this phenomenal chef whose name I can't even remember. No, and we, yeah, we can't. I remember can't. Her. Well, anyhow, she was a great chef. Um, she kept a really clean kitchen, which I loved. And she was very creative with what she served. And everything, again, was microdose, which was nice. And then we had the high minded bar which just kind of blew everybody away. And most importantly, we had two photographers. Yeah. So I was able to get just all this great content to really start showing yeah. people what, mm-hmm. you know, cannabis at events could look like. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's funny, you know, because so I used to work in wedding as well. I did catering. So yeah. maybe, you yeah. know, we speak the same language here. And yeah, I just, it's funny. You go, there's always an area in the parking lot where the cannabis is like, like yeah, 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 you know yeah. uh, but it's like i knew there was only a matter of time before it became a part of the the event just like frankly alcohol is it's like a centerpiece of every event you know what i mean well it's it's funny like um so we did an event um so wipa which is a wedding uh industry professional association, association. Uh-huh. um they asked us um at the end of june to to do an event for them and we did um infused beverages and um, uh, initially they said they weren't going to serve any alcohol and wine, and yeah, we yeah. were really, really excited because these kind of conservative planners were going to really try a cannabis infused beverage, and and that was going to be upon arrival, which was really great. So because you know if you try it, you're feeling really good, and you don't want to drink anything else, you don't really want to do anything else, you know. So uh, that was a really great opportunity for them to try things. And then you spoke. Yeah. Well, and then when I spoke, there was actually some really interesting data that we um, looked at. And that, like, before, like, what, like four years ago, five years ago, like 25% of people who said they were attending weddings and they were cannabis consumers, they were smoking or, or consuming cannabis in some form at weddings. Mm-hmm. Now it's over 50% of cannabis yeah. consumers are, are consuming at weddings. So like everybody's afraid of like, oh my God, what's going to happen? It's happening. It's happening. Like a quarter of your, your audience is already probably high, right? So And it's been happening. Yeah. It's probably it's another happening. part exactly. of the Exactly. Exactly. Yep. yep. Yeah. So that's pretty crazy. Well, I got to say, you know, I led with weddings because it's what I know. And it sounded like we shared that in common. Um, but but I just have to say the reason I was so excited to, to speak to both of you today was you are one of the only people that I am aware of that is doing this and has been doing this successful, you know, successfully. Brad Spearson even said it last time I spoke to what? him. Well, that's a I'm nice glad, thing. I'm glad it looks that way. I'm glad to know. No, I mean, we are, but. Like we, I, you know, I'm in this because like I'm an event guy. I like designing events. And and what I mean designing events is like, you know, the, the, the aesthetic of the event, the flow, the entertainment, you know, the, like that's, that's, that's what I do. And, and so to, to be able to do that and from my old job, you know, I, I, I worked with, you know, major CPGs and 
Um, and I know the kind of events that they would do and what, what like, you know, if, if Coca-Cola was going to do an event, what that would look like. Mm -hmm. And, and one of these days, you know, one of these companies will be doing, will actually have budgets like Coca-Cola yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they'll be doing these events. And, and I just feel that with my experience, um, you know, which includes, I mean, I used to decorate the Peninsula Hotel in Chicago for eight years. You know, I, I've produced multi-million dollar, you know, events um, across the country and that my unique design skills allow me to present cannabis and to understand that design aesthetic that I think sometimes gets missed, right? Um, and so I, I think that's what's making us, us most successful is that we're looking at it as really an event you know, it's, it's not just about not cannabis. It's also first about and service. Yeah, it's, it's, it's our it's service a, is insane. It's about the event. It's about the guest experience, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. It's that me as a cannabis consumer, you know, and I don't drink alcohol, but I've been to many events. I've been many to many events where the first thing I'm pass is a glass of champagne, and I am immediately left out of the guest experience. Right. And so, you know, it's it's my mission to 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 be able to bring that experience to people while at the same time showing the experience in a positive way that will help break through the stigma and expand the conversation. Yeah. And it's responsible. Yeah. You know, and we're teaching our, our staff, our bud tenders are some of the best. I would say they, they are the best. They're and they're so sweet. They are so sweet and they take it really seriously because they also enjoy the cannabis experience and they want people to understand we're not smoking in the bushes. Yeah, you know it's not Maui Wowie days anymore. Mm -hmm. That that there's really a nice edge. If you want to feel this way, this is what you can do, and this is so that will microdose or macrodose, whatever the guest comfortable with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's cool. You're taking the comfort into into mind. You know what I mean? Say what you will about. Obviously, bars are not perfect, but one of the things that bars have going for them is the fact that it is a Pub, like it's like the idea that not only the bartender, the person serving you or the bud tender is like kind of, you know, like I'm looking at you right now. They're like looking at you like you good yeah. like that. There's an assessment going on. What what can you handle? You know, that question comes up. Um, and so like all of those things go. They're good things. You know what I mean? I, I was just using the bar as an example. Obviously, bars aren't perfect. But that's one of the things that like kind of public consumption has going for it. Right. And it's a ritual that we've all accepted. Mm -hmm. You know, the bartender can cut you off. Yeah. Our goal right? is one day the cannabis experience will also be as easily accepted. Yes. Do you know, so so you can go into wherever we find a consumption lounge whenever they start becoming more legal mm -hmm. or Compliant, yeah. that they can come in. I mean, I love going to them and saying, "Oh, I have a bong and a and a Zenco, and and I want this flower and that dab, and put it all together." And a yeah. happy camper will be. <laughs> Mindy doesn't dab. That's what's so funny. <laughs> like, I've never seen that. <laughs> we don't want to see it. Uh, um, um, but I think like as far as us being successful too, is like like my vision is a very big vision, right? And when it comes down to it, cannabis isn't there yet. It just isn't there yet. And so, I mean, it's it's really, I feel like been three years of us being like, okay, we have these skills. How can we sell them? How can we, you know, like, you know, all right, maybe they don't have the budget to hire like this kind of like full event planning service. All right, how can we dissect that? Right. right. You know, where at least we're like still being involved and being in the industry. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. so one thing we've been able to do is like, um, obviously we're producing our own events and raising sponsorship. That's obviously one way. Yeah. Um, but that's, 
that's not where we like. I mean, that's that, that I mean, just evolved. sponsorship that sales ev- is evolution is a um, is a full time job, you know. And I've got to produce events too. Sure, um, cook it, book it, bill it. I think that's what we call it <laughs> cook it, book <laughs> in the it, hospitality it. business. Right? I love it. Um, so it's a lot to take on. You were saying it is a lot, but I, I mean, to, but to be able to break down our services, where it is like we have our rentals and bud tender staffing, mm-hmm. um, and then we have like the event planning and design side, and to be able to to you know have one or all or or you know a few of those different um, capabilities used, you know, for people allows us to just have a little bit more. Right. streams of revenue you know so so now like i mean i think our greatest asset are our bud tenders our bud tenders are and we also have brand ambassadors for you know all these mm-hmm. companies they don't have enough staff yeah to go out to any of their marketing events that they have or go from dispensary to dispensary highlighting their events so yeah they'll take our bud tenders and they'll become brand ambassadors which is a wonderful wonderful thing we also went down to bare basics and because my background is also hospitality um and we went to about a hundred different venues in the chicago and surrounding land area to see who would allow it and so some say yay some say no some are coming around again some are not coming around again so it's really interesting that when we go to public venue because it has to be a private event right um that fully bought out that so we have a nice list of those that will allow us and welcome us nicely which is good and I, i think just the fact that mindy and i have been in the industry um for a while and people know us you know, it's right. They, they, they trust us. And so I think, you know, we've yeah. been lucky, I think. They're not worried know? about an event going I think sideways. we're becoming a, a, a go-to company. Like when they want to know about compliances or they want to know if they can do it at this part or, right. or how are we going to feel or what do we want to do at this party? And, you know, with the consultation, we can get to the bottom line of what the client really wants or the get, you know, and what they want their guests to feel. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we can give them that experience in a really high and comfortable way. <laughs> sure. Hell you yeah. Know? Hell yeah. And With I was great service. I was going to ask you, um, Phil, were you about to say something? Sorry. I uh, no. I, she said high end and I, I just wanted to say like <laughs> high end, but not pretentious. Like, you know, like, Fair. you know, like, right. Cause, cause that's something that I think in like design I've seen, like I've seen like some other like, cannabis bartending companies in other states or countries yeah. and and they look very nice but they have this very kind of like black tide you know like just to me i'm like really is that what you think cannabis right, to me it's right. it's mu- it has a much earthier thing you know like yeah. and i mean like i don't know and so i just feel like it has to it's just different it's not like all black and gold and bling sure you know like sure i think like luxury is like a fine fabric right you know yeah you, you just touch it you know it's expensive so (laughs) yeah well i was gonna ask you you, i feel like you kind of got into it but i was just curious yeah what's your reception been uh or uh, maybe reception is the wrong word what has the results been with regard to allowing different modes of conception uh, um consumption you know so i've i've been to some where it's like edible edibles only or some that are edibles vape only um, but have you seen a smattering of like, we only allow vape or yes, you can smoke here. Or what's, what's yes. the results been like? Yeah. I mean, so like the, the list that Mindy was talking about, about the different venues, we, we have it all like what they will allow, what right. they will not allow. And for the most part, I mean, 
no venue is going to allow you to smoke on the inside. No. Um, and and the ones that have allowed it don't allow it anymore. Because, mm. um, I mean, when it comes, I mean, if you get 200 butt tenders, like, you know, in a winter night, like smoking in space with like 25 foot tall draperies, it's going to hold cannabis smoke for a while. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so. Um, Which holds in the wall. You know. But it's also imperative that we follow whatever outline the state has. Sure. You know, we have to follow the Illinois mm. Smoke Act, we, you know, so we can't smoke inside. It's got to be still 15 feet or 25 feet, I think, away from the door. So we're still following all those. And I think that is part of our success because it's so unknown right now and to the hospitality industry, which at this juncture is our big, a big focus. Um, but it's so unknown that we can slowly change their minds, you know, yeah. let them see that it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's like, you know, show people that it's not, it's not scary. You know, like people are not going to be like in the corners drooling and cause, right. I mean, there's like literally like our first 420 dinner, uh-huh. somebody called Mindy and like, I'm not going to be like drooling or anything. Yeah. I'm just like, no. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's very much like, uh, it's interesting. A guest pointed it out recently. Um, they were like, I can't remember exactly what they said, but they pointed out that we're having we might be having this conversation about the cannabis industry right now but what we're doing which is smoking a joint we were smoking a bowl a little bit ago like that's not the main fixture of this conversation and i would maybe say that that's not the main fixture of your event sure it's something you can right yeah right well cuz even if you know what i mean yeah. it's very good yeah and well and we even tell people, even if they want to include cannabis, maybe the venue doesn't allow it to be consumed there. Mm-hmm. There are ways that we can still incorporate it, you know, whether it's like kind of a custom takeaway that people can take with them and yeah. enjoy it at their own home. Nice. You know, like doing like a little edibles bar at the end of the night where yeah. like we pack up like four microdose, you know, gourmet bites into a little box mm-hmm. that's like sealed and tied up and, you know, it won't be consumed in the venue and they can take it home the next day and it's better than wedding cake, right? Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I do love a good wedding cake. I do like. Yeah, I mean, but yes, I do too. And wedding cake does make you feel good even the next day when you eat it. But they're sorry, but an edible makes you feel great. The yeah, next yeah. Day for much. A Speaking funny of, story. Uh, things to take home. Oh. Here's a pack of edibles if you have a preference. Oh yeah, uh, Steve. Be careful with those. They're 200 milligrams. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, and they're split Ooh. into four pieces. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. You look on the back of it, and they say five servings per piece. It's like, who was this made for? Who is this made for? It was made for me. And, well, yeah. and you know, so just be careful. That's good. Good <laughs> yeah, to know. They're high dose. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. We follow rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's amazing that my how my tolerance has gone up since I've yeah. I just didn't want to receive a phone call from you tomorrow. Like, Cole, I ate three of these and like, what is going oh, on? Boy. You know, so yeah, take, take it no, easy. I, we'll, I, take, we'll be mindful. Thank you <laughs> yeah. for the upfront warning and the lovely gift. We Absolutely. always read The labels. green and the red. I love it. <laughs> yes. Very holiday. And that's Absolutely. like one of the, the, the things that we teach people at the bar. Like, yeah, all these things have labels. Absolutely. You can read them. And yep. this, is, this is what that means. Right. So, because again, people... They all had the same story, you know, where I, don't know, I just took it. I don't know what it was. Well, because they, they didn't know they should ask the question. Right. Right. So, I mean, that's one great yeah. thing I think about our bars, too, is that we're able to educate the consumers. Right. Um, yeah. In a very direct way. And even the can of curious. And I feel like you're establishing a baseline. I'm sorry to keep using uh, the bar as an example, because I know you mentioned you're a former alcoholic. My my partner's also a former alcoholic. But um 
you know, it's important to establish a baseline. Everybody knows how a beer affects them. Yep. Personally, a beer, I can have about two or three and I'm good. But then other people are like, they can have like seven or eight. I'm what they call a lightweight. It's important, though, that people have a foundation mm-hmm, and a baseline mm-hmm. and, and are able to realize like that. I know that about myself. Yep. Like you just said, there are some people that don't know that about themselves because yep. they have this experience of like, I don't even know what I took. It was college and we threw it in the oven and I don't know. Yep. You know what I mean? So they can't even yep. establish a baseline. Yep, exactly. And yep. then it could that could ruin their experience if they think like. Yeah. But th- yeah. then I just think of like how many horrible hangovers did I have when I was True. in college? You know, True. when I like like I'm gonna drink this like fifth Captain Morgan and Coke and see how yeah. that goes. You know, like I did not feel great, and I've <laughs> cannabis has never made me. I mean, I've I've over- overdone it a couple of times, and sure. I've never felt like that. I yeah. mean, you know, that was horrible. But I went back to drinking right away. I mean, like people drink all the time, yeah, no matter yeah, how hungover yeah, yeah. they get. Yeah. So it's it's hilarious. Yeah, but I, sorry, I feel like I cut you off. Uh, one one of you were talking oh, you about... were talking about um, wedding cake because we like wedding cakes yeah, and we've yeah. all done weddings in our careers and stuff. And I still do a lot of them, and I always love the cake. However, one of our first experiences doing a social event was at someone's wedding, and they set up us up so nice at the bar, and and we had our beautiful setup, and they served wedding cake. Oh, nice cannabis! Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, was that it was cannabis just, like It was all part of the wedding. No, 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 no. Oh. It, 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 flower. Yeah, I yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. It was really fun. Had, and then we've done another one, and the the bride. She only did cannabis, and she knew exactly what she wanted to buy, so she bought it and clearly gave it to us, and then we served it because nice. we don't buy, sell, or. Sure, sure transport it and she gave it to us and now she's one of our best bud tenders yeah isn't she it's yeah. so funny that's cool so okay like if i were to do the event like and that's pretty par for the course as far as i know with with weddings you buy the booze for the people so the is it that the party buys the cannabis for, like in the, the client, case of a wedding the client, so, so it's it's a hosted bar cool so um i don't know what like a big liquor store around here would be but in the city we have binnies yeah yeah you know so it's like you know you you buy all your booze from mm-hmm. Binnie's and you hire a bartender to serve it to your guests. Yeah. So it's the same thing with the cannabis. So we go ahead and like, so usually about two to three weeks um, before the wedding, like we've already at this or, or any event, you know, we've, we've established like what type of consumption there is. So like two to three weeks before the mm-hmm. event, um, I'm just going to say wedding cause we do a, sure. more, a lot of weddings and um, um, <laughs> we, we, I send them basically the shopping list. You know, this is what you need to get. You know, I, l- I look at what dispensary do you like to go to? Mm-hmm. You know, like I try to make it as convenient for them. I mean, I would love to be able to go pick it up for them. Yeah. You know, I can't. Like that would be then reselling cannabis. Even if I don't mark it up, like mm. if, if if I'm doing any of that, there's just too much of an appearance of me reselling right. cannabis. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and, and it's been made clear by my insurance company, by my bank and everything. That is the, the that's cutoff. the line. Mm-hmm. That's okay. the line. And uh, so, yeah. And, and so the, Clients are happy to get it. So I put the order in for them. And then, you know, the day of... Really quick, your your direct concern would be you don't want them to send you a shopping list. You go and buy it 
and then and then they pay you for that. Right. That's what you don't want to have yeah. because that's illegal. Because that, yes, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. for oh, our sorry, listeners. Yeah. And and the and the clients <laughs> typically, if they're calling us, they know what they like for cannabis. They know yeah. what their passion yeah. is. And we ask them, so you're having 200 at your wedding. How many do you think are really going to consume? Because right. we don't want her to overbuy mm-hmm. and have all the weight left over, and then whatever they do give to us to serve, we give it right back. Yeah. But, you know, they have a little. So, but yeah. So like, we'll we'll get the the products from them. You know. A couple of weeks beforehand or mm-hmm, a week mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. so that way they're not worrying about it and because i mean when you're hosting a party or a wedding like you've got a lot of things on your mind yeah and yeah. so like the last thing you should worry about is like oh where's the weed yeah right you know so it's We're gonna here. be there we got you it's gonna be on time and it's gonna be <laughs> clean and you yeah. know, entertaining and yeah beautiful yeah. so it started and um, we did a lot more beverage when we first started people really liked the beverage they still do yeah they still yeah. do and i feel like it's more comfortable and well, or, or at least more approachable. yeah yeah maybe so and and i do like it because i think um you know like syrup tonic you know the products we have here um um oh, what's it called the like little powder i can get it in michigan um oh. squeeze but it's like a little additive, you know, oh, for, cool. for, 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 for beverage. And, um, you know, the, the onset's pretty quick, you know. Yeah. And, and so mm-hmm. I think it does feel more like drinking a beer. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it does kind of hit you in the same way. And so I think it's a really great way to introduce it to people who haven't tried it before. Because, it like, that'll make sense to them. Like, they'll realize if they're drinking something, I'm starting to feel a little bit different. Oh, that's like, it's kind of like being drunk, but different, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, like you say, it's and they're usually low dose enough with with fast enough onset that somebody can gauge or uh, I can't think of the word. And if we're there, our bud tenders are helping gauge. They yeah. do keep an eye on what they're serving to whom, mm-hmm. you know, which is a really nice thing. And when they're coming back, you know, they how'd it go? How'd you like that? You want to try this? Like, you try this one. You want to try this? You know, it's the same thing. Let's just keep the energy and the excitement going because there are so many different varieties out there right now and it's it's really been fascinating like you know because really all these early events the first couple years i was at every single one you know like so now we're just finally getting to the point where like we've had people with us long enough where they're like oh geez you know they're they're going out like managing the event completely on their own sure and i don't have to do it all and um but like to be there and seeing the reactions of people's guests, mm-hmm. the excitement, yeah. the, the curiosity, you know, the the nervousness, um, the amazement. Yeah, um, it's just it's been, uh, yeah, just really a lot of fun to to see it and to, and to be the one kind of bringing that to people. Yeah, yeah. Just a, I'm not asking you to name your competitors. Just a yes or no. Are you aware of anybody else doing what you're doing? Um, I'm asking you because it seems historical. I'm not. Huh? It seems historical, so that's it why I was just- asking you. It's historical. Well, I mean, I think I there's yeah. people who have, like, those <laughs> different, like, capabilities that I was talking about. I think there are people who are doing them individually. Um, I think there's some people who are yeah. combining them, you know. Um, but if I Googled, like, Illinois Cannabis Wedding, you're going to pop up, right? Probably. Yeah. I don't know. We should. I, I, I hope so. I hope so, too. I'm, I'm, I've been start paying a guy a lot of money for seo to change <laughs> there you that go. have you seen our new website it's pretty, i haven't plug it so for our it's listeners. uh it's well it's highmindedevents.com uh-huh. and uh it's a new website and it's looking fantastic and uh i'm really excited about it and we're we're, we're adding a lot more to it but it's a new look for us we're yeah gonna, 
look a little bit more polished and uh it's got a lot of back end capabilities for us so we can stay really tight and connected yeah and we're not going to all these different programs and uh, i so googled we've... illinois cannabis wedding you're the top result Ooh, yay thanks. okay <laughs> david you get to keep your job <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> there you go uh, oh, that's so. nice. Well, cool. Uh, again, the reason I asked that question is because you're, we're gonna we're gonna look back one day, and maybe we won't remember that 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 it started with you. But but hopefully, people. I mean, hopefully, people remember where it started and how it yeah. started. Because what you just talked about, you're seeing people kind of take over at some events. Not take over, but you see them. They've they've they know the ropes. They've they've done it. It's like what you're describing is like, so you've taught people how to do this and here they go doing it. Yeah. That's and how it's... I feel sometimes. And, and you know what? Teachers. But I, I, f- sometimes I feel like I'm stupid for being as. No, but you know what we like, did? Out with we all had... the information, everything that I've learned and experienced and. Oh, being so forthright about yeah, it. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. but like, I don't know. I feel like. You know I, what? I can't do it. There's plenty. There's going to be plenty of business for everybody. It's attractive. Yeah. It's really attractive. Your forthrightness, and I think it's fantastic because it, it, it draws people. I was going to say, yeah. It, it's like there's something about a person that when you ask them, like, "Hey, how'd you do that?" and they're like, "Well, I just know a guy," or when they say, "Here's how I did that." What other questions do you have? I'm not to just pat you on yeah, the back yeah, right yeah. now but that's the mark of a good person like if people I'll keep talking about me so I'm not that good yeah no but seriously like I, and I say that just for my listeners like uh, the only way I could help maybe is like if you wanted to do something like what I do I could tell you right now I mean what you can tell them it's not like there's something fancy going on there's this little recorder here there's a few iPhones around and that's it. But I'd be willing to help you, you know, and I, I like that about you, though. It sounds like you're you've always been open about it. So I just wanted to pause for a moment to give you a compliment. Like, oh, you, and just thinking, so you know, even though it doesn't look like anything here, the lighting here is fantastic. <laughs> just so it's really easy to talk. Yeah, about. I guess and put it another way. Some people have a scarcity mindset where they're like, I've got the formula. I'm not going to share it. And you have an abundance mindset where it's like, I can do this. I can teach people to do this. But there's still going to be like enough for me. Mm-hmm. Like there's enough for everybody on the table. Well, we're cutting you edge. Know? Like we have insurance. And it took a long time to get our insurance because no one's ever done it. Yeah. How do you even start so that conversation? So, so we're definitely cutting water. We're going to be uh, hosting events and people are going to be getting high. That sounds like liability. <laughs> so how do you how do you start that conversation? Well, I mean, we need insurance. Are you it all comes? Are you selling it? No. Are you reselling it? No. Who's providing it? Are you providing it? No. Um, so. Uh, right. You know, and, and so they're like, well, I mean, if if you're if you're just there, monitor, because they realize we're there to reduce risk. Yeah, but right? they looked at more and more I mean, past we insurance. I mean, we, we certainly, I mean, yes, we it's a lot more than my it. other insurance. Sure, you know? it's it's because so. it's new. Maybe one day it won't be so expensive. It was, um, but was, they don't have a lot of it. It was yeah. really challenging for us when we um, went into our space to find. Um, oh yeah, to, to, to meet the insurance requirements that our space wanted us to have, to find a company that would um, insure us, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because they're like, "What do you need? What do you need all that insurance? Like, you're not yeah. a dispensary, you're not a cultivation facility. What, why do you need all that insurance? You know, like because the landlord wants it. And if we were, and they were like, because right, the landlord wanted, if it. you were any other business, it'd be easy for us. No question, yeah. no questions. Yeah. You know, and right." 
but so, because it's not. Yeah. And the landlord had a hard time. We went through three different vent places to get a place. Yeah. And then we just got one and we love it and it's really pretty and it's small. Do you have any other issues with things that should be easy but aren't? Like I'm thinking banking because you say your yeah. cannabis events. So, do they get weird about that? Or? So I bank with Chase. Wow. And so when I opened up my second account, they're like, well, what do you need a second business account? What's a business? And I went through it. They're like, all right, make us understand. And they're like, you don't sell it? I'm like, no. Okay. You don't, yeah. you're not growing it? No. You're not transporting? No. And it's all the legal amounts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they couldn't find anything against it. Wow. Now, and maybe that was just that one banker, and I, you know, I have such a small <laughs> scale account. <laughs> it hasn't drawn the attention of anybody to see, sure. you know, huge transactions. Um, so, so maybe when we do find that, like, you know, multi-state success that, that we're barrier, for, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, you're gonna um, pop up on somebody's radar. Like, yeah. What is this yeah. guy doing? So, because I mean, I mean, hopefully there'll be a day when we have to get like real financing to. To grow, because and we've our, met with bankers though. We've met with people yeah. that that we wanted to. We were going to buy a building at one point to do the financing, and yeah. you know he had to go through so many compliant levels. And he was president of a local bank, you know, and then he still had so many more levels. And um, it would have worked, and then we backed out. Yeah. I think the building backed out or something. We it was too big. It, it was a t- cost. It was out. huge. It was because because we went through the whole zoning process with the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like I just I, I again like I didn't this learn this like know you know like about. that's something people should know is like say less. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> say less. <laughs> We're be, having a party. Be, I'm I I have a space where I invite people to come into. Yeah. <laughs> just, right. Just, Don't even bring party like, into it because that like, sounds you know, crazy. And uh, it's a private space. You know. Yeah. I but, mean, where, you know, the zoning came through. Oh, great. We will consider you an event hall. So as soon as you're an event hall. You have to meet all this ADA compliance. Sure. And so, um, so we learned our lesson on that. We we pulled out of that, and that's why we went to a, a much smaller storefront space. We had to get out of our storage locker, my basement, mm-hmm. his garage. We had stuff everywhere, <laughs> and uh, we have a nice, very expensive inventory of different equipment. Yeah, from Zenco's to Student Glass to Puffco's and those all. Student Glasses are the volcanoes. The volcanoes. Three volcanoes. Yeah, yeah. So we have. Um, so that was why it was so important to get our own space because yeah. we needed to get out of this. Plus, take inventory of what we had mm-hmm. all the time, so we knew as well as keep that insured under lock and sure. key, etc. So, um, yeah, that was a big thing to get our own space. Like that. That was it. But. With all due compliments to my partner, he had that vision. He said, in three years, I want a space. And then, of course, I forgot about that <laughs> until he says, you know, let's go look for a space. I'm like, what? Okay. Well, it just got, I mean, like, really, I mean, everything was happening in the third floor of my walk-up, you know, apartment. And, um, Ugh, like, I mean, I, you know, I'd be, like, in the storage unit, like, pulling, you know, stuff for the Where's party. the volcano? And, uh, right. no, or he'd become, like, oh, it's dirty. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I got to take it home and clean it. Clean so it. Gotta, like, Take it down, put it in my car, drive it home, uh-huh. schlep it up the stairs. And so now being able to have everything on kind of one level where, yeah. again, that's why now we can have our bud tenders like really take ownership from beginning to end of an event because now mm-hmm. we have a place where they can go, you know, load in, load out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so efficient. It's, it's, it's just really it efficient. Our stewarding room where we clean everything. It's yeah. got a sink and the cabinetry and, and then just a storage room for a. 
You'll always get I, clean equipment. I promise Basically, you that. Basically, it's like a vault. Yeah. Um, and sanitation, um, you've always been really big on the sanitation of every time we have the Zenco. Someone uses it, we wash it, yeah. clean it. We always have barbacks, yeah. making sure everything is clean and fresh. Like, a lot of people use the straws for Zenkos. Sure. I hate that. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's so wasteful. Right. Oh, it's so wasteful. No, just that'd a be terrible. no, not it's a, so wasteful. Unneeded piece of plastic. Yeah, when and and just... even even if it's paper, it's still sure. like really for a hit. Mm-hmm. Or one yeah, when hit? it's when it's made to like yeah. Yeah. like drink out of. Yeah. So now we came down here because we were looking at venues for our next event mm-hmm. called the Great Harvest. Nice. And we just found the coolest event. Um, space that we're going to invite all the Illinois and local Southern Illinois bud tenders to in October. So October, I'm sorry, I'm not even plugging it. I'm just so no, excited because I've never I was been down ask. here before. I yeah. was going to. Yeah, I mean that's why we're we're yeah, down here. You got to plug. So <laughs> well, we, were, that. we were just driving to. Hey, wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. going to go talk to our pals. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, um, but no, I'm really happy we did this live. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I wanted to. Like I thought it'd be more fun. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, yeah. So uh, October twelfth, we are doing an event called Great Harvest. That's sweet. Um, it will be at. We haven't signed the contract, but a really cool place. Yeah, and really we'll cool let you place. know. So this is what ha- we'll do: a scan code and send it out to our list, and then we'll just send it to you to give them to all your pals and sweet. just have all the bed tenders scan, and it's free for them. Nice. And then we have all the different sponsors showing all their amazing stuff, and um, and we don't serve alcohol. At all, so it's an alcohol-free event. We just do mixers, and then all the cannabis everyone is trying from, with all of our equipment, yay, yeah. and their own as well, whatever they choose to do. And and again, yeah, and all the, the brands are out, you know, being very generous and you know engaging with people and. They're so excited that we're down here. Yeah. Because Chicago gets a big full. Right. I mean, that's where the clearly the majority of our stuff is mm-hmm. but we do travel and we do go everything around happens not you know everything happens upstate so yeah yeah and yeah. we wanted to bring it here so that was a, so the the vendors and our sponsors are so excited because they don't get to show their wares down here as much i think yeah and we've got we've already got 26 exhibitors um confirmed but now with our our space can we say the name or not no not yet okay let's sign first um and uh but I think we're going to be able to fit like maybe ten more. So, um, so it'll be really nice, big showing, mellow, interactive, um, live music, beautiful setting, food. beautiful <gasps> setting. Oh my god! In October, where it couldn't be more gorgeous out yeah. here. Yeah, in a Parking, vineyard, restrooms, I mean, like all the things necessary for an event. I'm very excited. So. Yeah. yeah, that we didn't have to bring in. Yes, yes, because. Because, you know, I mean, like, the the sponsorship money that we raise, I mean, we're really using just to entertain, you know, pay for right. the venue, pay for the food, right. pay for the beverage. We yeah. don't really make money. We should raise our prices. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, dude. We're, we're building something. We're building something. We are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel you on that, though. It's like you got to, you know, got to build while you can. And uh, then in the future, you, you have a better – it's much easier to, to – start naming a higher price because you know you're worth at that point you right, know what i mean right well and we'll give a good value yes for whatever you're able their to point is. to your portfolio yeah of... exactly and i feel like i mean that's i mean i mean since the like our first pride event like our higher love higher love we do three events now and higher love was the first one and um in the eden parking lot like i basically paid for that whole thing myself yeah um and uh 
just it was had fantastic. to beg people to come, you know, because it was still kind of like COVID-y. And sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nervous. And like, I mean, I don't know. I Like, I'm not a great, I'm not an event promoter. That's not my, you know, I'm a. Right, that was a, that was a ticket sale one. The first one was a ticket yeah. sale, and we realized that that model didn't work as well as the, as doing this. Yeah, for yeah. us. But we um, but we did that event three years ago, and what was the point I was trying to make? That we've done it three years in a row, and we're not having alcohol. Uh, we were talking about naming your, you know, knowing your worth. Oh yeah, stuff like but that. so I feel like oh. it's it's been this like just kind of proving myself because that event, <laughs> a lot of people that were there were people from the industry. Yeah. Like I mean, I think, I think oh, rhythm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think rhythm was the only one that actually came in with uh, a little bit of money, and oh. then oh, we had Covington's. And then like 1906, remember? we yeah, we had Covington's cabin. Oh, the CBD. 1906 had all these guys running around. Cannabella Lux was yeah, there, yeah, and yeah, so yeah, um, yeah. You know, we were just we put this together, and because we just we wanted to do it, and and luckily we did it. We did it well. There were people from the industry that were there. Yeah. And you know we impressed them, and so then you know we did it again, and and then like right, and um, we're learning how to do it better and better. Nobody's favorite people, but the you know um, <laughs> cannabis business association. Like I mean, they took. I mean, they've hired us, and we've produced their yeah 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 for them. yeah. And um, you know we're in hospitality. We're here to work with everyone. So. Yeah. And it's funny because they didn't have um, a lot of our. So we've had a few clients that we've done two or three times as well that are big associations and stuff, and um, and for no one would serve the cannabis, right? And and now that they now we're using it in drinks and smoke, and that's making a big difference because we keep showing up, trying to show you a new way to use it at parties expose people to it get good advocates for it yeah 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 you know um it's uh like i say i truly think it's historical what you all are doing and um i don't know i'm just i'm just excited to see what what comes of all of this and and i am excited as you start to have some more events in southern illinois you know you mentioned you had one in champagne champagne at one point um yeah not a lot happens down here and i think it'll be cool and there's more likelihood that i'll be there uh, if yeah, it's yeah, if yeah, it's yeah, happening yeah, yeah i know you'll, you'll definitely save the date October yes 12th. yes um but the uh like my overall vision for our company is you know to really build this agency that provides all these services a cannabis brand needs to be successful in events um, you know, with, whether it's from staffing, design, production, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, to actual service, you know, that we understand their needs and we can deliver. Um, and so, like, our our little space in Rogers Park is really a proof of concept um, to basically eventually start opening up other shops and other major mm-hmm. markets so we can go ahead and provide the same services, you know, uh, to our clients and um, brands that are in multiple states that – they'll know there's a consistency in service and um mm-hmm. yeah and that's 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 the plan so i think we can do it yeah yeah, yeah I think we can. you know we've gotten this far breaking barriers we're forming an advisory board yeah we're getting real fancy what are you doing with the advisory board so i'm really looking listening for- <laughs> <laughs> a lot of listening i'm looking for someone who really comes from like a marketing agency side to help us um, 
kind of identify all the services we can provide um, and just help. Because I, I know where my talents lie. And, you know, like, I mean, I can only do so much. And, like, I, I'm not the smartest person in the room, you know, so. But we're, we're happy to so, talk to the not smartest yeah. person in the room. Well, I was going to say, you might, be the, you might be the smartest person in this room. Huh? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> right now, there's just the three of us, so I second that for okay. sure. Okay. Yeah, thank you. I was going to say, waiting for her vote, but. <laughs> no, you got uh, it. I'm uh, smart in other things. <laughs> I cannot design for a penny. So, yeah, but that, that will, you know, make us successful yeah. and and, yeah. and build something that like yeah we won't be like scraping by you know we, we can had actually, a bit like, of a setback we can we can you know hire full-time people and have like you know a real creative services department and and, and yeah. a beverage program and so you know it'll come yeah and as we're doing it though like just in the three years we have a lot of ogs like the original team and new people always and and really good at looking at their talents because we're only as good as your next person right and and just to see like some of these butt tenders had never thought that they could make a career or a living out of this you yeah. know and there and, and another one is an artist so we use them for graphic design so you know just to keep everybody included so when we have to ask for help which is quite often we have professionals to go to yeah that helps. Is that right? Yeah. You think? Yeah, we, I mean. I can name all of our butt tenders, and they all have something very special about them. And they, I think that they believe they're a better person because they got to work with us. And I'm certainly a better person because I got to work with well, them. Well, I think what they like about doing what we're doing is that, like, so many of them get into the industry thinking that's what they're going to be doing, right? Really talking about to people about something that they really love. And yeah, some of that happens at a dispensary, but when it comes down to it, it's, it's, it's retail. And mm -hmm. so like, you know, it, it, and in Illinois, you can't even, you know, see the product or, or, or smell it before yeah. you right. purchase right. it, right? So, um, you know, so, so to, to be able to do this at an event and you really do have these, you know, personal interactions and you see people taste a terpene for the first time, right? Yeah. And, right. you know, and, and to, to have that realization and, um yeah it's 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 a lot of fun and um i mean i wish we had more work because i kid you not we right. probably get about 10 resumes a week um oh, yeah. people who want to work for us and sure. you know and we're just not there yet you know sure. although we will be doing a little uh blitz here around october because we're looking for some uh, great butt tenders here in central illinois yeah that's a great idea so yeah um, because we're know, down here and there's so many so yeah. well to, good place to put up the bat signal yeah. Illinois podcast. You got it. Follow us on Instagram. High minded events on Instagram. Yeah. And then we answer everything. Yeah. Really well. <laughs> and if it helps folks, that'll be in the podcast description. So um, just click on it and go to Instagram and follow high minded events. Yeah. 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 We're getting there. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. I'm curious. So you described it. It sounds like there was only one thing that I had looked up. And it was from grown in back in the day. And this is the only reason that made me think of it was my conversation with Brad. And it sounds like maybe uh, your your business model had changed or what you described, at least uh, from Brad's article. He says organized or organizer, Phil Cooper, a veteran designer of luxury weddings and corporate events, said he operated within the parameters of existing state law throughout the planning process. This is what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. 
Um, the cannabis provided to attendees was purchased from Chicago-based licensed dispensaries and shuttled on site from multiple staff members on multiple days. At no point did his ad hoc transporters violate state-sanctioned possession limits. All right. I'm back with Phil, and we're uh, taking a moment to expand on this topic. Thank you, Phil, for uh, joining me. And for folks that are watching, please take a moment to admire Phil's awesome tank top. (laughs) So, Uh, uh, yeah. Um, no, I mean, like, honestly, like the, the whole, when we do large events and we're, we're serving large amounts of cannabis, it is honestly the most expensive part of our service. Um, because, you know, we have to have all of these different employees carrying basically this maximum amount that they can carry, um, and then transporting it to the event. And so, um, you know, it's important that we have staff members who we can trust, um, um, and also, I mean, it just takes a lot of time. I mean, literally, we've done some product launches where, like, I literally employed, you know, 10 people over a course of eight days, each of us, like, going to a dispensary to pick up our maximum allotment. And then, you know, and then we we bring that back to to the event and stuff, um, you know, in, in these different shifts. And then one time when we did have a larger amount, um, we went ahead and... Uh, uh, hired a transportation license um, to go ahead and move um, this large amount of product uh, for us. Um, And I mean, like, you know, I mean, large amounts, I mean, it's like, you know, it's anything over two ounces is, you know, is, 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 is more for, uh, you know, uh, for a a medical patient. So, I mean, like, you know, I mean, like just an ounce of weed just seems so uh, like such a small amount. So luckily um, a lot of our bud tenders actually have medical cards um, so, which allows us to hold a little bit more. I was honestly, that was one of the questions I was going to ask. I was like, this is one of the f- really rare opportunities where medical patients have like a leg up and they could, yeah. <laughs> but, but when we procure it from the, 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 like dispensaries and stuff, we take it out recreationally. Right. Cause otherwise that would be deferred. Yeah, Cause like, I certainly don't want it being counted against my allotment, you know? So, I mean, not that I've ever really use my full allotment, but still, you know, I mean, I want to know that mine is there when I need it. But just to dwell on that for a moment, because I was going to ask you about that, because first of all, like you just said, so my first question was going to be, yeah, how did it work with larger parties? Because I'm sure larger parties, you would need larger amounts. It sounds like you staff more people so that you can spread that amount legally amongst those. But I was going to ask, and it sounds like you're already doing this. I was like, isn't this a great opportunity to be like, Hey, medical patients, like, since you can carry more, do you want to be an employee, you know, an a trustee worthy employee of ours? So that's cool. Yeah. Having a medical card is definitely a bonus. So, yeah. And I mean, like myself, I have uh, a five ounce possession. So, you know, and I know others with, with larger. So, yeah. We could be big assets for high-minded events. Yeah. We're going to have the high-minded mules. It's a special <laughs> High-minded <laughs> medical mules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, cool. That. Thank you for that. You knocked out two, you got two birds stoned uh, with that one. Oh, good. Okay, good. Okay, okay. um, so you brought up something else that, that I didn't necessarily plan to ask about, but I, I am curious because you just reminded me, you did bring it up in the podcast as well. The transportation company, how did that work and- just tell me more about that. I'm, I'm very curious. Um, basically, like I, I decided, like for by Tender's Choice Awards, yeah, like I was gonna have, you know, not an extreme amount, but like enough. And I just, you know, I'm, uh, 
kind of obsessed with trying to like be compliant. And, and, and if there are areas where there really isn't a clear path, trying to just make one that I think yeah. would be right. Like, you know, I mean, like, you know, if, if anything, at least maybe our events and the way we've been, we've been doing it can be case studies. You know, I mean, the, the fact that like, you know, we have, you know, other professionals like in, in, in Chicago, in the state, whether they're caterers or venues that they can give us testimony that we, you know, do things in a way that they think is, is safe and stuff. I think, you know, will go a long way for us. Um, but um, wait, I got sidetracked there real quick. What was the question again? Um, how did, yeah, that whole, how did that try, like transportation oh, yeah. so, thing work? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so basically, um, you know, we were looking for a security company and, um, we met this one company and, uh, they also had a, uh, they won a license, uh, for, uh, transportation that they really have done nothing with. <laughs> and, um, so, uh, you know, we hired them and, they uh, were able to go by, you know, um, several stops and pick out the pick up the kind of max amounts of cannabis each of us had. Um, and then, you know, they transport it to the the event. And then once we we're there, we we're all there. And so then it's just distributed amongst us. And um, yeah, but they it, I mean, it was kind of fun because every time one of us would come out like like they get out of their van. It was kind of like, I don't know, I felt like that was really important. <laughs> <laughs> Like they're looking around for, I don't right. know, but you know, I felt, uh, I felt like I had precious cargo. That's for sure. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. And I'm curious, just like you say, and you know, part of these questions, like I was saying during our conversation is coming from, I want this to be more normal. So forgive me for spilling your secret sauce, but in, in, in the spirit of like helping people remain c- compliant and everything, how do you like when it comes to storing the cannabis, like, do you put like Jared, (laughs) Jeff, like, so that it's clear that this is because there's, you know, at one point there's probably a large sum of cannabis in a case or something. I don't know. How how does it work? Well, I mean, it's like, I mean, I wish, I wish I was that busy to like have, have, have that much here all the time. No, I mean, usually, (laughs) you know, and, you know, and for weddings and stuff, the amount of cannabis we go through is very small. You know, I mean, like, you know, m- most of most of those orders, like, you know, one person can go in on their own, you know, because they have to do it for for the weddings and stuff uh, sure. on their own, um, you know, recreational, you know, whatever. And um, and they can usually supply all of it on their own. Um, so for that, yeah, I mean, we've just got them, you know, in their bags and we have a tiny little safe that we keep it in. And, um, um, and then we just take that, but again, like those are very small, small amounts. Um, so, so we're really never, you know, in, in possession of, uh, large, large amounts at, at, at one single time in one single place. I mean, I would love for their, well, I mean, so I'm hoping at one point, you know, the, the state will either get like where the city will figure out some type of delivery services. Um, Cause obviously, I mean, that would take a head one, a headache away from my clients, right. right you know, right. like rising groups, just take one more step away from them. One less thing that they have to think about. Um, and hopefully like those delivery licenses or something, those transportation licenses, you know, can, can create businesses from, right. Um, um, so hopefully we can work with that, but hopefully like, when, when like the, the big day comes where like, we actually get to start servicing like Lollapalooza, right. Where we get to work with like a, a dispensing organization and, you know, get to provide that kind of infrastructure and how to like, you know, 
not not just serve but also kind of sell you know products at a at a big like festival um you know how do we get all the products there and and what are the logistics for that and so i don't know i feel like there's ways we can tie all of them together to make it easier for event organizers to be able to you know supply the products for their guests yeah yeah and it, it but in those larger events like you say with weddings i didn't even think about that it's not like I mean, unless it's like a stoner wedding and everybody that's invited or so usually it's just like maybe a niche group. Yeah. So like you say, probably an ounce of flour, some cans yeah. of uh, that infused drink and everything that'll get the crowd through. But I am curious in like those larger events that you described, is it that you just keep it around the person that it's quote theirs? Like what? I'm just yeah. curious. So, in, yeah. Yeah. So, so like one of our bars, like, um, you know, for the most part, our bars usually have a minimum of three people. If if it's a bigger event, they usually have a minimum of five people. And so like for a big event, we might have five different consumption bars, mm. you know, so, 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 so one is, you know, maybe concentrates, one is beverages, one is flour, you know, one is maybe a little cornucopia of everything. Um, but we have enough people, whether they're people actually serving or whether they're actually the just people kind of cleaning um, and servicing the equipment. Um, um, you know, all of them are in possession of a product at some point. So, um, so, so that's the like, you know, when the cops come, this is what you need to grab. <laughs> right. Well, and that's kind of what I, that's where I was asking kind of where I was going was like, you do you appoint certain people to carry certain products and you're making sure that they are not exceeding their possession limit we you know? do we get that specific no we sure. we just make sure that we understand the kind of like maximum that each bar has yeah um and that we have enough people there to distribute that amount amongst them Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the thing with like concentrates and stuff like that, I mean, you know, for the events that we do, like we might, we might have 600 people there, but I kid you not, we might only go through like five grams of concentrate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, well, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're just giving a taste to people, right. right? Our goal is never to get people wasted, you yeah. know, and, and, um, but you know, especially with these bug tender events where they are going to like five different stations or, and then getting gifts from other, you know, like, I mean, it, it is a lot. And so that's why we are very conscious of, of giving people taste. Like, like, like most weddings, like they won't even go through a f- three quarters of a vape cartridge, you yeah. know? So like, it, you know, <laughs> they don't have their little cup, they, Ooh, you know, <laughs> Uh, you know, where, you know, uh, you know, some, some people are like, well, I can go through a cartridge in a day. <laughs> so, yeah. And with flour, is it usually like handing out joints or are you hitting bowls? So, so or? If, if, if we do joint uh, stations, that uses the most amount of cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, but like our one vaporizer, the Vape Exhale, um, which is a really awesome dry herb vaporizer, um, nothing like it on the market. Um, and, um, we basically, we take it down to about a 10th of a gram um, and you get a full, nice full vapor, but that basically gives you 35 servings per eighth. Yeah. So, so when you think of that and, you know, in most weddings, we can pretty much figure it's going to be somewhere between 30 to 40% of the guests will consume. Yeah. So you get a hundred guests, you're probably gonna have about 30 consumers. So, and I, and even with the people who are like, oh, I'm a real stoner, it's still, that seems to be kind of the... The, the the sweet spot at, at least for us when we are trying to tell people like the correct amounts that they need to purchase and stuff yeah. um 
And we've never run out. We've never run out. In fact, there's always weed left over and no, no clients, no bride or groom has ever been upset with having a little weed left over at the end right. of the night. I mean, take home and, you know, enjoy on their own. So, yeah. Well, I, I think you get why, especially after the conversation we had, why I'm getting, why I'm being so like anal about this question, uh, for lack of better words, like I, <laughs> I'm just like, I hate the way that the law is written. And so like, yeah. I wasn't saying it as well as I should have because I was fucking baked when we were talking. I was just saying it's stupid. It's stupid. Well, what I meant to say, like to articulate that was like it's it. it this doesn't this isn't much better. It's silly. Of what it was what I was going to say. But <laughs> <laughs> not much better. Right. Not much more articulate. Uh, but uh, I just find it funny how, you know, we I think the best example you used was Benny's. You know, you can just send one person to get enough for everybody. But it, with this, you have to send multiple people, which increases your staffing costs. And yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, literally, I mean, like, you know, when when the the. You know, when we when we, we have our sponsors, but then also like when brands hire us for product launches or for tasks like this, I mean, it's it's an expensive, you know, thing to do. I mean, if, if you think about it, like. I mean, that, that one order was like, you know, like 140 man hours, you know, and, and, you know, and we pay our bud tenders pretty well. So like, you know, but we're just, you know, driving around getting, getting product. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for kind of telling us a little bit more about it. It sounds like what you have to do is if I could put it in a bottle, you're, obviously you're held to the transportation or the possession limits because that's all they can literally buy at the dispensary so they get that maximum of whatever their order is they take it back to the event and then it from there it's kind of divvied up to the stations and served uh a la carte if you will um so it sounds like mainly the strictness is getting it there but then when it's there it's kind of just you know uh around you know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah. Um, cool. Well, uh, yeah. And I guess my last question with that, that I don't think I ans- asked you in the interview is why do you think there are not more companies like this uh, or people doing these types of services? Because <laughs> it's really hard. Um, like, yeah. you know, I, mean, I, I, I did this outside of cannabis and like, I mean, I should be, you know, doing it still because it was a much easier, I mean, still very hard. I mean, like, but like, as far as like, you know, making money and, and, you know, um, and just like ease of process, you know, just so much easier. This is being everything in this cannabis space has been harder from getting, you know, my insurance to getting my space to, you know, convincing people that I am a value, you know, um, it's, you know, I mean, I don't know how many people are like, what do I have to pay you for? I know how to do that. It's like, fine, then do it. You're the one calling me. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the, that's, I think that's why, I mean, I think people think about it and they just like, it's not clear. They don't want to take the risk. They don't know how they'll make money. Um, And so, yeah. Cool. Well, this actually worked really well that, that I was able to have this follow-up with you because you just mentioned getting a space at the time of our recording, you weren't 
able to tell us. Are you able to tell us now about the space this fall? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. We're nice oh, no? Here. Darn. No. I, okay, darn. Well, hey, <laughs> stay tuned, folks. <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, no, that's good. No, I was talking about my, uh, my, my storefront here in Chicago. Understood, understood. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, stay tuned for that, folks. And Phil, thank you for joining me and uh, giving me more on that subject. No problem. Thanks, Cole. My, my question in bringing that up, I was just curious, like, I hate how limited Illinois law is that that even had to be a part of the article. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, because you never have that with the Bennies. Right. You know, like you could right. have went and bought right. the whole fucking yeah. store. So what we did for Buttender's Choice Awards this year, and that was a huge expense. Mm-hmm. We hired a transportation. It's like somebody, we hired somebody who had a transportation license. We're like, well, most of these guys aren't doing anything with them. Maybe we can give them some work with our business. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. So. But I mean, like, um, I guess, would it would it be nice? I figure the answer is just yes. But I mean, to be able what to are just your like thoughts? Yeah, yeah. What are your my... thoughts about the fact that we have to fucking tiptoe around that? That's so stupid, in my opinion. But I'm curious, as an event organizer, like, obviously, you that's on your mind. You led with it at the beginning. It's like one of the shortcomings I feel of our law. And I just wanted to hear like your thoughts as somebody that has to dance around it. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, it's it's funny. Like, I mean, there's certain things like I feel like we all kind of dance around. And, and it usually sure. is like, I mean, usually how it gets there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's kind of what yeah. Brad said when we yeah. talk about this subject. Brad and I have talked about the shortcomings of the law a lot. And he said it's all about how you get on through, which is basically yeah. just how you got there. So his point is like I'm – picking the one shortcoming of the law here but i brought i brought that one up because like it's just such a useless part of the law like i say when you think about the alcohol part where it's like you could load up kegs right you know like as much as you want i'm sure it's the like the thought behind it is to prevent people from selling it on their own like you know like you know certain selling it gas stations and stuff like i'm just gonna buy a bunch of shit and sell it here you know yeah um and so i i think that's probably where that comes from but no i i don't think it's necessary or needed because what does like you know but we've grown he's 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 driving with with 2000 milligrams of honey oh my god yeah (laughs) yeah and you think about the damage to society the when the contrast that i just laid out like i could kill a village of people right. with the amount of alcohol I could theoretically purchase at a right, right at a liquor store, but I literally could not do that with the with all Very the cannabis true. in the state. <laughs> so that data I was talking about from that WIPA event, yeah. So like 140, they attributed 140,000. No, yeah, 140,000 deaths to alcohol. Yeah, you know, per year. Yeah, you know, and and you got in Illinois. Oh, just in Illinois. No, I think the U.S. 140? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Okay. Anyways. Or 1.4. I don't know. I can't remember. It was a significant We're high. Yeah. Pe- people were. <laughs> the number was big. Yeah. Anyways. I was happy to have it's my It's too big anyways. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. um, well, and, and being a recovering alcoholic, you know, I mean, like. Yeah. Like, I mean, it wasn't just like the, 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 the poison of it, but, you know, what it would do to my mind, you know, like how dangerous I was in my actions, you know, with alcohol. Right. So, I mean, that's, right. you know, it, it just 
so i mean it's just it's just destructive and you know yeah and yeah and you can get as much of it as you want and i used to get it from my for my dad from the refrigerator when i was a kid right. you know he, my yeah. dad gave me my first sip of beer it's just a little tiny sip you know just a tiny sip you know to taste it mm-hmm. um when i was a child though right you know but like god if somebody like you know like oh i'm right. gonna give my you know daughter a little, a little uh little uh you know little, little infused, gummy. you know gummy like they call it child protective services right and it's just it's not fair yeah but and we'll- we follow all the rules i mean si- since we started i mean when we do have the events that we get the cannabis from the client and we have, and if it's too much, we will hire a, tr- a licensed transportation person, mm-hmm. you know, and we always have licensed security at our events. So what's, what's nice for us though, is that like, I mean, f- for most of our events, like the only events where we really have a lot of product are the butt tender events. Right. So you we know, do, we do three product, three events a year. We do the, um, but Tender Choice Awards, we just did this in February for the first time. Right. And that was amazing. And the plan is to do it in the Massachusetts and New Jersey markets uh-huh. and Ooh. Illinois markets. So if you're listening out there, call us. We need a Look venue. Look out for we it. We don't know those venues very well yet. <laughs> That's cool. So we have the Bud Tender Choice Awards, which just, it, it was so neat. And and everybody voted. We work with C Talent, and they sent out the questionnaire. Yeah. And all the Bud Tenders around the state answered. and. Whoever won, I, th- I know, I think Revolution won best overall. And they weren't even represented. So they were amazed that, you know. That they, yeah, yeah. They, like, it's it's, not, a pay, it's not pay to play. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Like it really is the, the, the votes of the Illinois butt tenders that, that, that chose the, the winners in, in all of our categories. Um, and, and I'll tell you, because I was the one who sorted the data. And it was a nightmare because <laughs> they free typed. Mm. We allow them to free type, and they're supposed to like limited to like like one word brand answers. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> but also going through all that data, it made me realize that you know, I mean, these are really caring people, and they really believe in what they're doing, and there are some things that the industry is doing well, and you know, and there's some things that it mm. is not, and 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 in some of the questions, you know. Um, you know, it, it, it was obvious some of the responses that, like, you know, the we 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 the honest. industry has has more to do, sure, you know, to be better. Yeah, I want to return to that point, but I have to go to the bathroom so bad because I've yeah. been drinking water all day. You know, it's funny. Really quick before we go, I realized we started the conversation with the brothel. I'm literally drinking my water out of a cup from the brothel I visited. Oh my goodness, <laughs> what's it called? It says uh, Humpa Bunny. Humpa oh, Bunny. Yeah, so it's uh, the the Moonlight Bunny Ranch, anyways. Uh, well, oh, that's been around for a long, long time. Yeah, it was on the HBO show. It was uh-huh, kind of crazy uh-huh. to visit there. But uh, anyways, we'll be right back, folks. Okay. We stopped at uh, how the, the industry can improve, which my main focus, if you know anything about my show, is not so much like I'm talking about, like, we don't have this product or the weed isn't testing high enough. or um, It's a little bit about the, the way that, you know, like if I walked out of the house with this joint, like all of a sudden that's a problem. Like yeah. We definitely focus on that. But that's kind of, I would say, the parallel and everything that I do talk about. Like, and that's why I brought that possession limit thing up earlier. It's like a shortcoming of the law. Like, again, to Brad Spearson's point and to something you said, it's all about how you break on through. So here we are. Things aren't perfect, but they're better. How do we make them better? That's like a very optimistic way of looking at it. But yeah, I kind of wanted to ask you, like, in what other ways do you feel we talked about possession limits today? Do you, 
do you have to deal with that's actually a good i just thought of it i was about to ask do you have to deal with like uh licensing or whatever and i remember in this last session there was a proposal for like uh cannabis licensing events like would you have were you hoping something like that would happen or do you not really care it's it's what is that it's for you it's like since like 2021 like they've had something like something come back out nothing happens you know and and the way i see it sometimes like i don't know we're we're working the way we are like you know sometimes like this is a republican side of me coming out (laughs) less regulation is better (laughs) and so i mean like we all know how to smoke and like like i said like like it's consumption is happening has been happening and it's happening more regularly whether you know it or not yeah. like you know those mothers on the soccer field are passing gummies sorry but yeah they're they're consuming cannabis in front of children right. oh my God. <laughs> like I mean, like i mean it's, it's ridiculous uh, yeah 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 so i mean that that's that's kind of my thing right now is like and you just made a really good point that that I actually firmly believe. Like I've been, I asked Representative Ford, for example. So you asked me before we got on air, and I guess if people haven't seen my interview with Representative Ford, by the time it's this has aired, it is out, folks. So you can check it out. But you can stream episode number three hundred and three featuring Illinois Representative Ford now. During this episode, we discuss his initiative to decriminalize psychedelics in Illinois and much more. Enjoy the rest of the episode. If you're watching right now, we talked. I talked to him about his uh, proposal for uh, psychedelics in Illinois. It's called the Cure Act, mm. and it, one thing it would do is it would create a legal structure for for like licensed therapy, and it doesn't have to be medical. I mean, it can be like if you've got like post traumatic stress disorder or whatever, and you'd like to benefit from psychedelics, however you can, you can do that. But you could also just be like. Hey, I want to get high. I want to get this licensed option. That's great, but it's expensive, cost prohibitive, everything else. What I love about the Cure Act is there's this other side of it, and it deschedules psilocybin. What that means, from what I understand, is it removes possession limits, cultivation limits. You can gift it. You can't mm-hmm. sell it without a license, mm-hmm. so that remains the same. Yep. But you can use it, you can have it, and you can grow it, which is like better than cannabis is right now yeah well because if I mean, it were like, to come to be like i mean know? it surpassed it if it were to be signed into law i would say that 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 our rights with regard to psilocybin would be better than uh what the crta yep. the cannabis regulation and tax act gave us right. because because right now only medical patients can grow a plant correct right? and they can only have five. Oh, that's good so yeah which it's I mean, it's, it's good because i am a medical patient right Right, same here. We got plants back there. Oh, so good. Got it's my so micro- fun to watch uh, them grow, isn't it? Isn't yes, it's so cool. But it's crazy that I have to pay the health department so that law enforcement won't come to my house and like break down my door. You know, because I've talked to the state about this. The, the police do look at it, so maybe they've seen some of my videos of me growing weed, and they'll be like, "Hmm." They'll look up. They can look up my name in the database and be like, "Does he have a card?" He has a card. We can't bust his door down. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's basically how it works. That they and uh, folks just check out our episode with the CROO. It's our follow-up episode. I asked like, in what case would they access this data, and how would they? Um, 
One of them, though, that I like is that uh, they use it to verify that you can have a larger amount of cannabis because that's one of the things we can have. Yep. So let's say you didn't have your card and you got pulled over with like two ounces of cannabis. They're going to be like, whoa, yep. you shouldn't have that much, which is crazy. It's so stupid. But let's but set that aside for now. That's what it is right now. That's what it is right we're, now. We're, maybe it'll change. But uh, they can call and they can see like, oh, Mindy has her card. She's allowed to have two ounces. Mindy, to take off. You know, get out of here. Troublemaker. Mm -hmm. You should have your card on you, darn it. But get I out always of here. have my card on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, in that hypothetical scenario, that's how yeah, that yeah. would go down. But mm. anyways, I've been rambling. Um you know where I'm coming from. I was curious. You brought up like the shortcomings of the industry and I kind of brought up the shortcomings of the law. I wanted to give you two subjects to kind of tee off on. What are some things that you feel like are just silly that we're still dealing with? Silly and dealing with. Everything. That are illegal. I mean, we brought up cultivation is like, if it's legal, why the hell can't you grow it at home? Right? Well, you know, I you think know, sometimes so. it's very difficult that none of the, that the municipalities have their own rule and then the counties have their own rules. True. And then the big city has their own and then the state has their own. And, and everyone is trumping mm -hmm. each other, usurping each other. Yeah. So really it's difficult to know which one to stay focused on. For me, so I just have to keep as basic as I possibly can when I'm selling and sharing and hoping to get some clients yeah. and people. Yeah. Um, what I'm still not over is just, I mean, how hard it still is. It's just how much stigma, you know, there is and how, um, like, shocked people are, like, when I tell them what I'm, like, I'm doing. And, That's you know, true. It's, true. you know, like... They're like, really, you know? <laughs> so I had a, a Fourth of July party, and I had a whole-minded, high-minded bar out there. We had the beverage and the Zenco and the vape and stuff. And there was some people that were older, and they, I'm like, oh, you got to come see my high-minded bar. Oh, I don't do cannabis. I can't do any cannabis. Mm. I said, you're missing the point. Right. This Just, is the future. Yes. This is what's yeah. available. You can have a cannabis bar at a party compliantly and have a great time. Right. Like, that's coming a long way. Well, and it's funny. Do you remember the, um, uh, what's uh, uh, Stan Mansion? What's her name? Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, So yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this, this, Aww. what, this, was she? She's still alive, right? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I was just remember our conversation. Oh, you're the same. She, so, like she was dead. Well, but she was a little older. She, she was know, sweet. She, but she has this uh, space in uh, Chicago, and she's like, oh, I, "I don't do it," you know. She's like, "But I know it's the future." Right. So she's like, okay. "I want to make sure if, if if we if it comes yeah. here, it's done yeah. done well and done right." And, right. Um, right. I, I think people do understand that, like, and and that is another one of the powerful things about like doing these at weddings um kind of short but there you go is because um people who may not have tried it will try it now yeah right and i want to tell the little lady story from the get on it so um so like so like last year we did this um wedding and we had a little vape bar and we had joints and it was this little uh, uh, Polish oh, right. Jewish wedding, you know, and it was, you know, pretty, you know, seemed pretty conservative, very traditional, except for they had us, this little bar, like <laughs> upstairs in this little loft. And, and as soon as we opened, I kid you not, there was a line and the line is not what I was expecting. It like the average age was probably 
55. Right. <laughs> like There were 150 people there. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, I mean, it was all these, you know, older people. And and at one point, like, I finally went and took a break. Um, and I stepped outside, and I saw one of the older women who was um, at the bar. And she was sitting down on a bench outside, just kind of, like, looking down. And I was like... Oh gosh, is she is she okay? I'm gonna go check on her. I'm gonna go check on her. Okay. You know, and I'm like, hey, how you feeling? She's like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, okay. I, I you know, I saw you at the vape bar. I just want to make sure you didn't, you know, overdo it. Or she's like, oh no, 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 no. She's like, I tried it. You know, I didn't like the taste. I'm like, oh really? I said, well, you know, there's other ways you can consume it. You know, that that tastes better. And uh, she's like, well, I don't even know if I felt anything. I'm like, oh okay. And uh, uh, I said, well, you know, but maybe if THC isn't for you, maybe CBD would work. And there's certain things you know it can help you with like ailments she's like like my arthritis i'm like yeah, yeah. and uh, she's like oh so we talked a little bit more and then I, I left her and i went upstairs and then i came back down to start like loading things out and all of a sudden i see her and she is going to town in the dessert buffet <laughs> like she's like dum, bum, 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 bum. i'm like i think somebody felt it a little bit more than she thought she did yeah yeah <laughs> you know and so it's wonderful that we actually did give her a positive experience right mm-hmm. so um that's you know yeah that's, that's a goal. good takeaway. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. That's really cool. Well, um, I guess my last my last thing, just in the spirit of like uh, the industry getting better and everything else, um, realize it's uh, maybe a tough one to answer for you. But like, how do you feel about the fact that some of these companies have fought against the like continued crim? Sorry, how do I say this? Some of these companies have fought against like the continued decriminalization of cannabis. You know what I mean? And I realize again, because I've had to ask Brad this too. They're his sponsors. You brought up the Cannabis Business Association. You know, we've had him on the show. Like, we're we're tied as I guess will ever be. I mean, putting aside some of the things we disagree on. Um, but yeah, what do you? How, how do you feel about that? Because I do think that like some of those things would make your job just like a no brainer, easy I, thing. You know? I think that politics is messy yeah. and complicated and that you have to have the votes and there are a lot of people who don't understand cannabis and, and so they put stupid numbers to it that they don't understand. Yeah. And, and that's what you have to do to get their vote. Um, you know, and, and, and it's, 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 it's not fun and it's not, you know, it's not always the right thing. Um, but you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's a reason that event bill hasn't gone anywhere cause they don't have the votes. Yeah. So, so like, you know, and I'm glad the, by the way, the like CBD thing, which is a big thing they pushed for, I say CBD, it was really focused on Delta eight, but it would have folk, it would have included all minor cannabinoids including the weed we just smoked which is like from charles Wu. he runs this little yep. dispensary called prescribed and i've asked him this week we're about to release an interview another yeah. interview with him i've asked him like how does he feel about because i you know he sees them in the halls of springfield and these people when you think about it i've asked him like tried to make him a criminal like they didn't you know like they were like you can't do this like it's only we should do this if we have a license yeah. so like I don't know. I, I've asked him that, and it's just a weird contrast. And, but, but what's funny, but it's not just that. I mean, like, because um, even other organizations, I mean, like, you know, I mean, they, this does, I mean, th- these people are paying a lot of money for these licenses. And so, like, yeah. I mean, right. he, you know, so, right. I mean, right. 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 but, like, at the same time, no, they don't want to, like, put people out of business. You know, I mean, I think, 
again, it's like these stupid numbers. Like, oh, we're only going to have this amount of licenses. Yeah. No, like, I mean, like. Right. Open up. Like, open it up. Like, allow the market to pick the winners and the losers. Yeah. There will be a, me- like, like, like Michigan, like, there will be a messy moment, but get it over with. Like, like, let everybody get into it. You know, let the blood, <laughs> blood out and then see what mm-hmm. is left. Because what's going to be left are, are cannabis companies and brands and businesses that know how to treat people, know how to grow good cannabis, um, you know, understand how to sell it. Um, and, and the ones that don't are going to fail. Yes. And, yeah, and that's the way it should be. I mean, it's... That's like, just the cycle of the business. Yeah. But we're just right now it's, on the cutting edge of it. It's like one of the reasons, like, why I'm not excited for like an official event built. Like, right. like I think California, they did they pass something where like that you can do a cannabis catered event, but only three times a month. What? <laughs> How could a caterer only do three events a month? Right. And stay in business. Right. Be able to have employees, and I mean, like. Like maybe if you're doing it all by yourself, right, but no. like you can't do that by yourself. Yeah. They have so that. it's like, I mean, like we don't need government to put these s- stupid numbers on us. Right. To, to, Arbitrary. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, there's no reason for it. And that's kind of like why I brought yep. up the possession thing. Yep. It's when you bring up like, what would happen if I, if we traveled with more cannabis than we were illegally allowed to, if we if we crashed, would would it what uh, would happen? Le- would it leak into the water? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what what would happen? Right. Well, yes, I know it would happen. What uh, would so, happen? good question, and I'm glad you asked that because some people I forget to mention it. So the ni- in 1979. The Illinois Cannabis Control Act was established, and it established a graduated set of penalties for basically how much cannabis do you have? This is how much time you're going to spend in jail. And it goes up. Right, 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 right. right, Because, of course, you're a worse person the more that you have. (laughs) So not not that you're a budget buyer, for example. I like (laughs) to buy a lot. You know, like when you go to Sam's Club. Right, Anyways, I'm just trying to be funny. Um, So... uh, what the CRTA did, and this is like one of my main complaints with it, and I'm glad we could discuss it today, is it basically, it used to be this line. It's like, you can't have any. And if you have any, here's the different punishments you're going to have. Now it's like, you can have this much. Yeah. There's like a little carve out. You can have this much, and uh, technically you can only buy it from the, you can only purchase it legally from state-ordained dispensaries. It doesn't say that like the, cannabis you possess has to be purchased from a dispensary that's a thing that people get misunderstood it's like the uh immaculate conception thing it's like i don't know how it got here um but uh, you know what i mean nothing in the law it just says you can have 30 grams of cannabis five grams of concentrate and i think it's like 500 milligrams of edibles right wrong um that's what the law says now of course yeah if you want to leak you can't legally purchase it from anybody but the, the state-ordained dispensaries. But again, my point to answer your question, um, if you have more than 30 grams, yeah, you're looking at criminal penalties. Uh, mm-hmm. You could get a felony, three to seven years in prison, uh, $25,000 in criminal fines. Even though it's still legal in the state? Correct. Yeah, I just read about somebody the other day that uh, got arrested with a few pounds of cannabis, but I'm, you know, whatever. 
Uh-huh. Uh, again, budget buyer. You might be making a lot of edibles. I don't know what he was doing. He happened to have a medical cannabis card, which it's like all the more reason maybe he should have more cannabis. This person that I'm talking about, the story I read. But yeah, you get in trouble. Uh, they throw the book huh. at you just like they did before. In fact, if people want to read from like a licensed attorney's perspective on this, whom we've had on the show several times, he wrote this book called, or this book, uh, a short article for the Illinois State Bar called, um, the, I think it's The Needed Reform uh, in Cannabis in Illinois. And he basically describes the CRTA, the Cannabis Regulation and Tax Act, as a tightrope. Mm-hmm. In other words, you, you balance on this tightrope. You know, you stay within the possession limits. You don't smoke outside. You don't do XXX. You're good. But if one little slip, and we're just going to thread the book at you, just like we did before 2020. Which is, is that happening a lot? It's happening more than it, it's a non-zero number, and that's my issue. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know it's what a I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's happening enough that I'm reading about it. You know what I mean? Um, I it's just sad when you. That. Do you live in fear of that? No. And I just had somebody's mom on. His her son is still in prison, seven years. It said it's so the last prisoner project has posted about this. He's serving. He's served seven years of a. I can find the numbers really quick. But the point is the kid is in prison for a nonviolent cannabis offense. Mm-hmm. Cannabis is legal in the state of Illinois. His mom has to drive by dispensaries on the way to see him in prison. He served seven years of a 23-year sentence for a first-time nonviolent cannabis offense. Now, obviously, you don't know the specifics of his case, but the fact that anybody is in prison for just merely cannabis, yeah. right. like, that's crazy. Yeah. When we me. first went into business... Um, Five percent of any money that we made, we gave to last prisoner project. Who did we give to? Last prisoner project. That's what I thought so. Yeah, yeah. That was nice. It was just nice to. So we do give back as much as we possibly can to Mm -hmm. things that need support that we believe in. Yeah, and you know, and yeah, and trying to use our events to bring visibility to and awareness to it. Those organizations and And i think normalizing it is going to go much further than any of these other things we're talking about especially with the last legislative session like you remember people were pushing for like fourteen thousand square feet on canopy and everything like do you think if at any of your events or if you went to a dispensary to pick anything up if you asked anybody at the dispensary like oh man it sucks that these craft growers can't get fourteen thousand square feet do you do you think anybody's gonna be like oh yeah yeah. Like nobody knows. Yeah. Is my point. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not saying that it does that they don't need it. I would love to see we were just talking about it. We'd love to see more people come on the market. Yeah. It's just like how else do you get this at the forefront of an everyday person? And I think you that's why I was so excited to talk to you both, is that I think you're doing it in a way that you obviously realize just based off of what you said. I was going to say you may not realize, but you're bringing it to you're normalizing it. Mm-hmm. So I think that is going to go a long way towards when I start to bring up this shit. Like I feel like if I'm at one of the parties and people are sipping and drinking, I'm like, yeah. And did you know if you took home six cans of that instead of five? I don't know. I'm just making something yeah, yeah, up yeah. that you that you could get arrested. They'd be like, what? And then and then it starts to make sense like the shortcomings of the law but to get them there you go to a high-minded events you yeah. know to to you know what i'm saying you got to break barriers you got I mean, and and you got to do it within the boundaries that we have so right. something that we've always done for our events 
Because, like, I mean, it goes back to the whole reason I had my first event was so I could get pictures. <laughs> People learn with their 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 eyes, sure. and you know, and 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 if there's no like pictures of people consuming cannabis you know in sophisticated ways they won't know it's possible yeah. you know i mean they may see a picture of it and go but how does that really work right you know um so so we make a point of like all of our events part of our event terms is that by entering to our event you agree to be photographed because mm. you know my whole thing is that i mean like we have to show people how normal this is yeah right. and that's that's our mission and so if you're going to come into our event you have to be a part of this mission and so that's cool um, so i think it's you know i don't think anybody ever reads our terms and nobody's ever complained about being photographed <laughs> so I, don't, I mean it's pretty normal now that you one go to person's gonna like see this podcast i know right <laughs> oh my god please we're doing but it no. for the good of our heart i mean honestly whenever you go to events like that i go to so many events like that and nobody asks me if it's okay for me to be photographed well because so. i learned that from my my husband who was like used to do like big like run sure, walks sure. and stuff like that and that's always like in, in like the terms like yeah, you know it's yeah. just like oh you just right. have to do that i'm like okay great there you go <laughs> you just make a small yeah yeah that's yeah. funny yeah. cool well uh i just wanted to give you the space because i feel like i did a lot of talking i hope you answered your question though uh, that was i'm glad you asked that question because i felt like without saying that part of what i was saying may have been incomplete to our listeners like i felt like you were on the same well, wavelength yeah yeah totally it's nice to know what the boundaries are yeah when, yeah. you know, so we can keep breaking through. Yeah. Or what's going to happen? What are the consequences? All yeah. actions have consequences. Good, bad, or wrong. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought what you said earlier was interesting, too. You know, the, the, the ordinance idea. Like, I have heard that it's very hard, or I've gotten the impression that it's hard for consumption lounges to open up in Chicago. Meanwhile, there's one in Peoria, and there's two in southern Illinois. We're going to be going to uh, at least one of them tomorrow. I haven't heard back. I've talked to the other one that we were going to go to, and they just haven't messaged me back. They must be busy. But they're just doing it down there. And they're not even part of a dispensary, mind you. Yeah. Uh, the one in Peoria, I think, is. I think the one That's in Peoria been there for is a long now. Time, hasn't it? The one in Peoria? High Harbor? Yeah, High Harbor, I think. <laughs> yeah, but. I there's no lounge <laughs> well no lounge it's outdoors yeah it's outdoors uh they confused me too yeah, yeah. they contacted me once yeah. like we got a lounge and that, then I, that yeah. was one of our perspective venues and that didn't it didn't, didn't pan out, pan out. yeah well because we, we need bathrooms and sure you know so yeah um um but, but yeah but i think the plans they have for it are amazing and mm -hmm. so like i hope you know i think the hard thing for people is it's it's the how to make that consumption lounge profitable yeah. Right. And so, so I, I believe, I think that they're putting a dispensary on that one also, I think. I think now, so. I think yeah. that's basically yeah, yeah. how they, how they figured how they, out they can yeah. do it. Well, it's a great venue and it's a beautiful place. If they it, really put some yeah. money into it and yeah. did it, it could be a great supper club with a consumption lounge. You know yeah. what I mean? Be, yeah. That would be just awesome with good food and it's got a good vibe in there. Well, they've got a good vision for the, uh, like kind of festival area. Yeah. Yeah. That stage. And yeah. So, I guess something you said earlier, like I just wanted to say I agree with you because here I am asking you like what could change, but I, I wanted to dwell on something you brought up earlier that I thought was great. Like maybe we don't change anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> like everything seems, I don't mean to say some of the other things, uh, valid points that I didn't bring oh, up yeah, or valid, yeah. I'm, but I'm saying with regard to consumption events, consumption lounges, why don't we not make it any more complicated than it needs to be? 
You know what I mean? Like I yeah, I would like to I would make things I would like government I don't know if it's possible for them to do this <laughs> right. to make things it's more like, clear. <laughs> you know, streamline. So Challenge. so cuz I mean like for example, I mean there's a venue in Chicago and you know, it checks all the boxes that that we try to have it check and 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 uh, a client was trying to bring us in this Saturday for a private birthday party. It was a 90s themed birthday party. The guy's turned like, you know, 50. You know, he's having a big blowout, got a bunch of like big name entertainment coming in. And and he's like, he's like, we want to do this little like, you know, uh, like a, maybe a little just gummy, a gummy bar. Just a gummy bar. A little gummy bar. And uh, we would do a, a custom joint packing station that they could take home and enjoy. Mm. It's like a takeaway. And the the venue's like, no, we can't do that. That's, oh, that's you know, not, not, no. not legal. And, um, and it's like, I get it though. I mean, he he's like, it's our liquor license. He's like, I'm not going to jeopardize. And I, I get it. I understand mm. the value of a liquor license, and I don't want to put you in a situation and then he went to, to have that taken away. And then, um, um, uh, he went to the. Anyway, the the the, the <laughs> point is is that um. I lost the point. <laughs> okay. Well, we were talking about, you know, not making things more complicated. Oh, right. I mean, so, so, yeah. but for him, like he believes in cannabis. He likes cannabis. Like yeah. he, he's getting asked about it all the time, but what he, he wants the, the city to say, yes, it's, a uh, um, it's okay to do. Mm-hmm. I know what I was going to say. It was what I said in the car. I was, I thought it was kind of smart. So, and I get it. <laughs> he is a, you know, a conservative risk adverse business person. Sure. Where right, right, I right. I'm an advocate, mm-hmm. you know, and so like, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm uncomfortable with some risk. I'm, I'm taking it. I'm, you know, operating right. things in, in some gray areas and, but like, you know, I mean, he's adverse to it. So yeah. he doesn't understand it and he doesn't know the and, boundaries of it or the non, and, you and, know, but I, I, I respect his decision and, you know, and, and I know if the city gave him clarity, right. you know, if, if there was some type of like, you can do this in these type of situations, my biggest fear is, and, and, and why we're trying to get closer to um, more people within the city is that so when they do start creating these regulations or definitions that they can, you know, use our events. We can, you know, call on our respected venue owners that have, you know, produced right. several successful events with us and who can provide testimony that – these events are safe. These people are like my, our one venue owner in in Evanston. She goes, she's like, I would take ten of these events. Um, I would take one of these events before I would take ten weddings. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, she's like, she's like, the people are so much nicer and pleasant yeah. and, and cleaner. Yes. And so uh, you know, it's and and that's everybody's like, yeah. It's 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 less messy. Like you know, alcohol is messy and yes you know and and sometimes i think that's what keeps us you know push back you know um on our goals too it's just the the alcohol industry you know yeah um so yeah sure don't have to worry about anything that happens uh in the alcohol industry you know what i mean like with people get like violent and like like crazy like if anything it like mellows people out or like kind of makes them a little bit more reserved yeah like you don't have people. getting high. Yeah. yeah. Getting high. Yeah. yeah, yeah Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, um, uh, yeah. Oh, and one of the other things I just wanted to bring up part of like what I feel that you guys are taking in. Maybe you, maybe you did, maybe you didn't know, but, 
um, part of what I feel like you're doing is, am I wrong in saying that you're like basically facilitating a gift, you know what I mean? Which is completely legal mm-hmm. back to the, uh, 1978 cannabis control act. It says the penalty for casual delivery is defined as the penalty for possession. Well, what's the penalty for possession now in, in Illinois? There's no penalty for possession of small amounts, right? Right. And thus you have gifting. Yep. So kind of wrapped yep. it all around. Nice. Yeah. 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 And it's not like I knew that. By the way, folks, it was explained to me by an attorney. So, like, I I can't take credit for but the, that defining that. Had to share that the knowledge. Is really important. Yes. Had to share the knowledge. Yeah. So you can, yeah. you know, like what I just did in this podcast, giving you both edibles, that's completely illegal. You can do that for your friends, uh, folks. The, the restriction, though, is the possession limit and age. And very important to keep in mind that people that aren't from Illinois have half of the possession limit of somebody that is from Illinois. Keep that in mind when you're talking about gift, see me break the third wall or whatever it is. Um, yeah, keep that, keep that in mind folks though. If you gift, got to share the knowledge. So wait, can you explain that one more time to me? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So gifting, (laughs) we're high, we're high. I get it. Um, (laughs) we, we had a really fun time here today. So basically the, you can gift, as long as you're not gifting somebody cannabis that exceeds their possession limit. Mm-hmm. And of course they have to be 21 years of age. Or right. Yes. right. Okay. Yep. I got you. Yep. That's basically it. So but, that's, yeah. I didn't know that. But yeah, yeah it's the gift. Yeah. That's yeah. the caveat. The so caveat. Hence we got though. this beautiful gift from you, Cole. Well, no, even a serving is a gift. It's right. a gift from the host to the, to the guest. Yeah. Gotcha. That's what he's saying. Yeah. We're facilitating the gift. <laughs> right. Right. Yes, yes. exactly. Yep. So. Good facilitation. <laughs> Well, but, but what's funny, even like like when we did a like a cannabis business association, their yeah, first yeah. event, like I even kind of had explained it, like yeah, Pam, like you know, yeah, no, we can get, oh yeah, you can, you know, so <laughs> that's funny, that's <laughs> so funny, I, yeah, yeah. Pam was the one that was on our show, by the way, so oh, we, we had fun. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was fun to talk to, and I learned a lot. So, but anyways, um, I wanted to give you the space. Anything else before we go that you wanted to plug, or uh, you know? We should plug again Great Harvest because that's going to be October 12th in the area, in the neighborhood. We'll send scan codes out because it's really going to be a great opportunity. Bud tenders go for free. Bud tenders go for free. Well, yeah, and, and, and it's, yeah, and so. It's uh, invitation only. Bud tenders go for free. You got to yeah. be 21. We'll have parking. Cool. And all sorts of music and food and drink and and, and look out this winter for the Bud Tenders Choice Awards survey. Yeah. Um, you know, because, like, the more votes we get just the you know more people are represented yeah um, and that's all through seat talent and i should take the moment it's probably obvious at this point because we've done an hour and 30 minutes but people have asked me is there ill ill uh is there weirdness between you and i because you i was nominated for the bud tender choice awards but i backed out and that was my choice, folks. Like, and it wasn't like, God damn it, Phil, why'd you? It was like, Hey, Phil, uh, I don't feel like I fit in with this group of people that were cannabis influencers. I don't, folks, I don't consider myself to be a cannabis influencer. I do this podcast and get sometimes too intoxicated on it, and I don't consider yeah. that be compared to the other people that were, that were on the list, like uh, Illinois News Joint, who not only has a team of influencers, but you could argue influences because they, you know, share the news. Yeah. Uh, Jungle K was on the list. 
uh, I mean, obviously an influencer, Midwest Days. Uh, I'm going to forget some names, and I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to forget names. But the point was I didn't feel I fit in with the list, and I just wanted to make it clear. Obviously, we've done an hour and 30, but uh, I've never made comment about it. Like, I kind of called you and just asked me. And I've seen other people make comment, and it's like, hold on a second. Like, I didn't tell you how this went down. So, like, people have, like, speculated what's going on. And I'm like, I wanted to make it clear. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh. I didn't Scandalous. know. Scandalous. Yeah, scandalous. <laughs> exactly. People speculate. And it's like, come on now. Come on. So, come on now. Yeah, We're all I, in for the fun. I didn't feel We're like I needed to make a... I think I did make just a quick, like, post on my story. But I didn't feel like I needed to make, like, a statement, like, uh, have a press conference about it. You know, I yeah. just I just felt like those other people deserved uh, to, to compete amongst themselves. And I just wanted to say that really quick. If yeah. People even remember that. You yeah, know, yeah. Since I've never really addressed it so yeah um, thanks for addressing it yeah no yeah we're tight i'm gonna be probably at the you said the great harvest the great Mm -hmm. yeah you are yeah so the great harvest and and more and more i would love to come to more events as well so well uh high-minded high-minded events.com yes high-minded events.com okay and add high-minded events and stuff on social media Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah we'll have it all in the episode description folks i hope you found as much value in this conversation as i did maybe i'll see you at a new or at an upcoming high-minded events that would be super cool uh as we continue to normalize cannabis not only in the state of illinois but in this great world that we're living in so phil mindy thank you for joining me today thank i had you. a lot thank of you. fun Cheers. me so. too thank you <laughs> yep looking forward to the next time we meet yeah see you folks